Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And this week's movie is going to be very interesting. Oh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I don't know what happened in it. <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. kind of fun. <laughs> but we're going to do our best. But before we get to that, uh, we have a little bit of haunted housekeeping which is that we are going to be doing a live show on our Patreon. We are going to be recapping Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead 2013 was so bad. It was so bad. I can't believe we're doing another Evil Dead so you soon. You guys really struggled. And Henley, Evil Dead Rise, I'm so sorry to tell you, has children in it. There's children what in the it. What the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's going to be worse. actual fuck? Going to be worse. What the actual uh, fuck? But that show will be on April 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and will be accessible to our patrons at the Tony fucking Colette in Colette's inner circle level or CEOs of Waystar Royco, which probably sounds confusing <laughs> to people who aren't familiar with our Patreon. <laughs> but when you get there, you'll see those are the names of the tiers. So it's basically starting at the $10 tier, which $10 is what we charge for live shows regularly. And if you pay that for this, you also get a month of access to all of our bonus episodes and trailer Woo-hoo! reactions. So really, it's a, a great deal. It's a great deal. <laughs> um, so oh, you can no. join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW podcast. And it will be if you're not available at that exact time, it will then become a video episode that will stay up there. So um, you can take a little look and get that get that information. I have to steal myself. Yeah, I'm very excited. But yeah, you guys are probably... I'm not going to have as good of a time as I am. No, I don't think I'll have a very good time. You know what's really sad is that I don't even have my normal escape hatch, which is a goddamn tequila soda to fall I back know, I on. I really am Aww. sorry about that. Can you believe that? I mean, at least I got through Terrifier being able to drink straight scotch out of a <laughs> water glass. Um, Joel's really been getting into the the wide world of non-alcoholic beer. And there's Tim some loves pretty fucking beer. good ones. So, you know, you could give that a little try just to, if you want to feel like you're mm. sipping on a little something. I don't know that that's really going to scratch that itch for you, but 
I've been really pleasantly surprised. Maybe a little bitters and soda with some lime in it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe just a touch of bitters. No, I think that I'm strong enough to do it on my own, you guys. You are strong enough. This is what I know that you are. The lesson is I am strong enough. You never needed it to begin with. No, I didn't. Exactly right. I did not. Joel was talking about when the Evil Dead. 2013, even the mm-hmm. 2013 that we just did, and that he was like, Sammy is the demon. And she recaps it to you. She like is she is having so much fun at torturing you guys. She is the demon, and just I can't stop thinking about it. And it's true, un- absolutely unhinged. Doesn't even hesitate to to go into unnecessary detail. There is truly detail we don't we don't need to know. Some of them we don't need. Have to know. I tell you the things that stick out to me. Okay. Yeah. And did she, oh, you, if only you could see how big it's a ear to ear grin. Evil grin. It's like the movie <laughs> smile where it takes up your whole face. <laughs> um. So yeah, join us if you want to see me really delighting in your guys' suffering. Yep, yep, yep. Um, on April 30th at 4 slash 7. And, okay, did anything scary happen to us this week, you guys? I just have something I need to tell Emily, which is mm. huge. Huge. Okay, oh my god. Um, Tim and I started watching Top Chef. <laughs> yes! <laughs> wow, where did you start? Where are you guys? Okay, so I tried to start season six after your, sure. your our conversation, but I, I couldn't do it. I was like, I, I already know what happens. I, I can't watch the season knowing Damn. who wins. Yep. So I just skipped on to season seven. Okay, and remind me what city we're in in season seven. We're in D.C. We're in D.C. Okay. Okay. There's, give, there's give me Angelo, some names. Angelo, Kenny. Okay. Um, I, okay. The thing I need to say is that I have, I can't shut the fuck up while I'm watching this show. Literally, I just have a streaming commentary to Tim while we're Incredible. watching Top Chef. I have never been like this with a show before That's part in my of the life. Dream. It's a social activity watching Top Chef. I can't shut up. I'm literally have something to say about everyone. I and what, I, are, the, what are the kinds of things you're saying? Loop me in. I want to be a part of it. Okay. Well, there's it's everyone's personality is so on the surface immediately because they're all crazy big personality egotistical chefs. chefs. Yeah, I I have really feel like I, I've really started to understand what chefs are like. Chefs have massive egos. It's massive. crazy. It's all about them all the time. And they're immediately put under pressure to do very intense things under a short period of time. So you see it. It comes it comes out right away. Mm-hmm, There's no mm-hmm. hiding anything. And it's so funny how not self-aware people are. That, I think, is the most hilarious part. There's this one person named Kelly who's really pissing me off. And um, she just she oh, makes okay. she, yep, she's constantly yep, yep. talking about how great she is at everything and how she does everything and, and she yeah, can't yeah, but then yeah, she yeah. can't see everyone's getting really angry at her for being super self-involved and she doesn't see it at all and it's just right away it, the dynamic is immediately there there's no revving up to it and yeah. it's those types of things I'm really enjoying myself I I'm having a great time I can't wait to watch more we've watched like yes. the first only the first like five how episodes. many episodes are per season uh, I don't even know. Like 15 usually, I think. Okay. Who are your judges right now? Like who who's 
Oh, Eric, I'm looking this up. Eric Repair is a guest mm-hmm. judge a lot. You got okay. I Sam Cass, who was the White House National uh, Nutrition oh, yep. Policy Advisor, um, who I'd read about a lot about and didn't realize he's very hot. He's very attractive. That was fun. <laughs> um, but it's also kind of depressing because it's taking place in like peak Obama years in D.C. Yeah. And so there's a lot of political commentary that you're like, Ooh, they, they go to they also they go to Mount Vernon one day and there's like no commentary about racism whatsoever. It's been really interesting. We that's the thing about watching it from, you know, back when it we started to now, like we recognize when we're like, oh my God, we're in the Trump presidency now. Like we like mm. you can like feel it and they do start to like talk about more things. It's it's mm-hmm. re- it's really interesting to watch reality TV from years past because you would get reminded of what was going on in in the world at that time. And it is, it starts to feel really strange. Watch. Also, I will say like, we've already told you it's weird to go back and like look people up on social media and be like, Oh my God, fucking 15 years have passed. And it's like, it's a real, it's a roller coaster. You're in, you're in for a roller coaster, hen. Um, but thank you for bringing that to me, to my table, if you will. Wow. Um, I'm oh my God. upon it. I can't wait for you to fall in love with, <laughs> Padma and Gail and Tom Padma's Fabio, the if you hottest person. Already. Padma is Padma is so <laughs> hot. Okay. Also, like I'm, I'm Gail Simmons is I'm in love with Gail Simmons. I would like to be her best friend. I can't wait for you to get there on that journey. Fucking Gail is incredible. I love she, them all. She's so far. She's she's very upfront. She's perfect. She just she's tells perfect. it like it is. She doesn't hold back. I admire that about her. Um. Yeah, and I want to be Padma Lakshmi Hell when I grow up. Fucking yeah! I want to get know, reincarnated right? as Padma Lakshmi. That would be nice. I'd like that. That'd be nice. I think that would be nice. Uh. Okay. So that's my big weekly update, you guys. Woo! <laughs> um. Well, I just wanted to give the listeners an update on Convict. Um. <gasps> all you. the love for Convict made me so happy. People love Convict. He's in the best moments of of his life right now. I we discovered that our so we live in like a back house and the front house has also adopted Convict as their outdoor cat. And um, our neighbor put out like a little bath mat for him one day. We saw she made out of a Trader Joe's bag, like a little cat tent situation. And then the other day we saw she got a full blown big plush cat bed that sits on her back porch now it's like under an overhang so when it rains he can be there and he's just he's so he's never had this much luxury in his whole life he now i like got got worked my way up to being able to pet him without him running away or freaking out and now now he knows what that is and so every time i walk by he wants to be pet He'll follow us to the door, which Joel's totally freaked out. He's like, he's going to try to come in. He's going to try to come in. He's like so nervous about Convict trying to sneak his way into our home. Because once again, he is completely nasty and we definitely don't want our cats um, getting, I don't know, probably fleas Fleas. or whatever else Convict has going on. Um, But it's really cute and really sweet. And I think he's like absolutely in heaven right now and is gonna it's gonna be a perfect little last chapter of his life and it makes me very very happy oh that makes me happy too what a relief it's really it's really sweet we love convict we love convict sweetie i'm very happy for him yeah it's nice it's good um well mine is not so nice or good Uh oh (laughs) no uh, no, it's just yesterday I watched a documentary s- series 
called Evil Genius. Have you guys seen that? No. I have not. I kind of remember when it came out. I think it was pretty popular when it first came out. I think it came out five or so years ago, something like that. And it's about, maybe you guys will remember this. It's so upsetting. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is how I... This, okay, this is always me at, in the podcast in the beginning. I'm like weighing whether I talk about something really upsetting or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it really, really um, ruined my day, but... Oh, no. Okay, give it to me. So it's about this person who robbed a bank with a bomb strapped to them, but they were a hostage, essentially. Mm. So they had been fitted with a bomb and had to walk into a bank and hand the teller this note saying, I have a bomb. It's, it will explode if you don't give me $250,000. And then he, after he gets the money, they don't, they don't have access to the safe. So he only gets like $8,000 and the notes lead him on this scavenger hunt that are to get keys to unlock the bomb this is like some saw Oh my god, shit. this is real life saw. Yeah, it's like yes. real life saw. And the cops pick him up before he's able to finish the scavenger hunt. Oh god, hunt. oh god, oh god. Oh and god. so there's just footage of him like pleading with the cops being like, please, like, this is real, this is real, this is real. And he explodes. And he <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! It's so oh. sad. <laughs> when was this? It was in 2003. And I vaguely actually did remember- they get the people who did it to him? Um, I don't want to spoil the documentary. I guess it's a real thing that happened. <laughs> also, <laughs> okay. I'm, the huge spoiler just happened, Sammy. No, that's just the first it. five minutes of the doc series. It starts with that footage. You see him pleading and then it says he blew you up. You see him explode. It no! shows him explode. No, no it does not. Yes, no, it does. No, it does not. Are any of the police men injured no because he, they realize that he has a bomb on him so they're all they're all keeping distance with like their no! guns pointed at him and he's just being <gasps> like i'd like help me help me and they don't know the bomb starts like um ticking down and like beeping and beeping faster and he's like it's gonna explode it's gonna explode it's gonna oh explode my god, oh my god oh my god oh my <laughs> no, god i'm so sorry it's like one of the more upsetting things but the documentary is full of twists and turns i also where is this where does it take place um where was this oh my god Pizza also i'm sorry bomber. but like two hundred fifty thousand dollars is not a high enough price to do that to so like i'm like that's the first that was the first thought i had too which is like two hundred fifty thousand dollars you're gonna put a human person through that like well i don't know why that stuck out to me yeah well it's clearly this person eerie, is like a sadist eerie pennsylvania so it's yeah just like a pretty small town and yeah the people involved are not good healthy <laughs> not good healthy people how'd they find this person fuck now sorry i'm gonna need maybe we have to do a whole yeah, separate well, do thing a separate on... okay i do want to know how one gets lured so into questions. having a bomb put on their well like, that's the they... whole that's the whole question oh the they show. don't know how it started like how did this start that's there's the most mystery a around his involvement. The man that um, died, his name is Brian Wells. And How I think he's he? he was in his 40s, 46. Wow, this is so wild. What on earth? Real life is just so scary. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to need you to tell me everything and yeah i mean this. i do i like recommend the doc series it, i've just told you the most upsetting part 
about it for sure. Uh, but it was really fascinating and I think well made. There's some like moral questions I have about it for some things that they do in terms of uh, speaking to one of the like criminals involved. Oh my God, you guys, oh my, my foot is completely asleep. <laughs> Sorry, that's the craziest feeling. It looked like it just shocked you so much. It's, the way I that you said that, made it, I felt like it was, you were saying that it was a result of hearing about this and you put your foot to sleep. I just couldn't, I was obviously couldn't move while Sammy was telling me this deeply upsetting thing. I don't know, my foot is Yeah, normally numb. your feet would have sa- would have saved you from having to hear about <laughs> I know this. you mean, though, when something happens without you noticing and then all of a sudden it's asleep, it does feel jarring. It's like, how, when it's did this happen? It's really scary when it goes past the level of being asleep and completely n- no feeling Have anymore. Have I ever told you guys about the time? <laughs> this is so funny. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night and like went to get get go, get out of bed to go to the bathroom and my leg was completely asleep. So when I went to stand on it, I you like fell? fell and I knocked over my cup of water that was next to my bed. And then I tried to stand on my other leg and it was also asleep. And I just like flopped around in a puddle of water with both of my legs asleep for like 30 seconds. And then I couldn't stop laughing. And I just wish more than anything that for some reason that was on film because it was genuinely the funniest thing that oh my real god real physical comedy happening in the middle of the night i'm picturing <laughs> you in a nightgown too like i automatically am like oh yeah Ugh. when you're sleeping you're in a nightgown um that's really funny anywho okay should anywho. we talk about this week's movie yes please yes, i suppose we should uh this week's movie is possession it came out in 1981 hmm. Directed by Andre Zulowski, written by Andre Zulowski and Frederick Tutin, uh, starring Isabel Ajani and Sam Neill. Ooh. And it is streaming on Shudder.com. Wow. What do you guys know about this movie? Nothing. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I actually hadn't heard about it until earlier this year as well. And apparently that's because it was it was banned for a while. Ooh. And then hard to get a hold of after it they had some releases on dvd and blu-ray but it was not easy to find and there it was like a edited down version of it that allowed it to be played in the u.s so there was a version of it that was like 30 minutes shorter than the full version and so and the unedited cut was released in 2021 in the u.s And then it was still hard to find on streaming. And so Shudder just acquired it in January of this year. And then there was all this like buzz about it because it's fucking crazy. Whoa. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. So I'll just tell you that this recap shall be interesting. This movie has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 75 on Metacritic, 7.3 on IMDb. Budget two point four million, and it made only one point one million. Probably because sure. it was immediately banned everywhere. It was banned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep, that'll do it. And I, I thought this is funny in you in the UK. I didn't know this, but when people when movies are banned, they're referred to as video nasties. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, I think I have heard that when we did the satanic <laughs> so, panic stuff. Oh, yes. Video, video nasty is so funny. That's so, so funny. Possession was categorized as a video nasty. It's so cute. It's such a cute little I name. I know. It makes you really want to watch it. Uh, Isabella Jenny won Best Actress at Cannes for this. Oh, wow. shit. Oh, my God. She's, her performance is truly unbelievable and both her and sam neil go to such such dark places in this movie <gasps> oh boy sam neil said it's his personal favorite film of all the movies he's made okay pretty rude to jurassic park <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but they've both talked about how it was the most difficult movie either of them have ever worked on sam neil said I think I only just escaped that film with my sanity barely intact. And Isabel said oh. it took her years to get over playing this character and that she oh would my. never, ever play a similar character ever again. Yikes. Oh, my God. Andre Zulowski wrote it during his divorce. This movie is like a dramatized, uh, uh, exaggerated mm. divorce movie. Oh, boy. And so... Oh boy. He was drawing from his real life experiences. And yeah, it's it's really very, very intense. I I really liked it, but there was a lot that I don't understand about it. <laughs> it like has similar to when we did Eraserhead, like I think there will be parts mm. of me describing it where it feels like that. Where it's, it's just right. dreamlike and probably you're not supposed to know. It's slightly it's I'd say it's like more anchored in reality. But yes, then it gets into certainly that area where it's it gets surreal. Yeah, I am very curious. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what you guys are going to think. Mm. It is a singular experience. The I, only thing I know is the um, the image behind you. And this woman is wearing a goddamn white turtleneck. Like I've never seen before. It's not a white turtleneck. It's a bandage around her neck. And oh, so okay. when <laughs> Bunk, my cat, got bit on his neck and I wrapped a little white gauze thing around him and I got a few DMs at, when I posted a picture that said he looks like the woman from Possession. That's funny. <laughs> there we go. And he did. He did. Okay. Well, should we should we watch the trailer? Let's do it. Maybe all couples go through this. You have someone. Yes. Do you sleep with him? Yes. How long is it gonna last? I don't know. When I'm away from you, I think of you as an animal or a woman possessed, and then I see you again, and all this disappears. You know, love isn't something you can just. Switch from channel to channel. Who is he? Oh, God. No. <laughs> it's not a feel good. No, not no. a feel good movie. No, no, no. Not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun in this one. No. That this looks good though. It's, it's like, really good. Really? It looks like it's a well-made movie. Sam Hill is so hot. <laughs> He's very hot. And he was, I don't know if it's because we just saw Renfield 
which is not good. No. Uh, but he was reminding me of Nicholas Holt a bit, like his mm. kind of. I can see that because both of their they both have very like piercing eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a sort of floppy quality, at least at that mm-hmm. point in there. Sort of yeah. a floppy hotness, you know. Holy shit! Yeah, it uh, feels very ahead of its time. Like I can I can imagine in 1981 people being like, "What the fuck." Like, we need to ban this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. This is too much. You know what? Some of it was reminding me of, like, when they were fighting, it reminded me of scenes from a marriage story. Yeah, there's definitely some of that. I, there's been comparisons to The Brood and just, yeah, a lot of the upsetting scenes are obviously, as is the case with most horror, is just like them arguing and their emotional distress and the pain that they're both really feeling. I don't and know. They looked like some other stuff that I would maybe categorize as more upsetting. I would rather watch them argue grinder. than some sausage situation, a thing to an, a neck, and maybe... Do we have to? It's <laughs> best. Do we have to do it? We could talk about Top Let's, Chef We more. could wrap it. We could wrap <gasps> it up right now. Top Chef? Let's wrap it up. Hey, this has been great. Um, <laughs> see you later. See you, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anyone needs to own a sausage grinder. Is that more of a thing in the 80s? Like, <laughs> let's not uh, They're also in Germany. That. They're in Berlin, West Berlin. Uh, probably so more common in Germany. I would say, yeah, there's probably a good amount of sausage grinders in Berlin. Good point. More sausage grinders per capita. Was there was there a reason? Did they give like a few, like a sentence or whatever about why it was banned? Do you know what I mean? Like for excessive oh, you'll violence know. or something? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I'll know, but I'm wondering what the reason was that they... That I'm not sure, gave. but I'm sure Maybe just like too we can... upsetting. It's just too upsetting. Not, not, it shouldn't be seen. Things like this aren't meant to exist. I think you'll, I think you'll have a good idea of why. And I was pretty oh. disappointed to see that there is a child in this as well. That was there um, is a child, and I was even even I was upset by some child no. things. <laughs> even I, even I, <laughs> notoriously don't care about children. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not true. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, we I can just do it, Emily. To... Emily, deep breaths. We can do it. We'll go through it. We'll go. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. 
and they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Go through it, move through it quickly. Okay, let's go. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's do it. Okay, so start with the trigger warning. Oh, God. Uh, Domestic violence and suicide. Uh, Suicide's not going to be who you think. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy! Uh, And uh, just again, reminder that this movie is batshit and a lot of this stuff went over my head. So we're going to I'm going to give you the gist of it, but a lot of this movie I didn't understand. So great. Here we go. Okay, we start with a husband returning home to his wife. This is Sam Neill and Isabella Ajani. Uh, His name is Mark. Her name is Anna. Uh, So he's coming home after a work trip and things are clearly not good between them something has happened there's a rift and she's she's like already crying i feel like we come in like mid their relationship falling apart mm-hmm. we do find out that they have a son named bob says something like bob's inside and bob's just a funny funny name, a funny for, name a for a yeah, kid bob doesn't feel like a child it's always bobby <laughs> at that age it's always bobby maybe it's robert bob. bob is is funny and i did like that they'll be like arguing they'll be like well think of bob think of bob (laughs) that somehow makes it easier to go down it's more palatable that his name is bob um it's uh set in west berlin this is obviously before the fall of the berlin wall so the divided country as a backdrop for this divorce movie is Mm. add some add some nice uh parallels there and the color palette of this movie is very, very blue. She's always wearing a blue dress, basically, and uh, a lot of blue furniture. They have a blue car. Uh, it looks it, it looks beautiful, I think. And so they're arguing that night in bed, and we don't really know what's happened between them. She's wanting a divorce. He's asking, did you cheat on me? She says no. And she's like, I just don't want like anything to do with you. And he's kind of feels the same way. Then the next day she's out of the house and she calls and she, and he's asking where she is. And she says, I just needed to think I needed to be on my own. Need some like time for myself and he wants her to come home but she's like no i need to need to think and he starts 
rifling through her stuff. Like they're both already seem like, yeah, they're both falling apart and not Mm -hmm. doing well. And so he's like pacing around the house, like huffing and puffing and like going through all of her things. And he, he opens a book of hers and he finds a postcard from another man named Heinrich. That's kind of a love letter. Um, and he calls Anna's best friend, Marge, and basically confronts her and was like, I know you don't, she's like, I know, I know you don't like me that much, but can you please tell me is Heinrich, do you know about Heinrich? How long has this been going on? And Marge doesn't deny it, but I think basically is like, you need to talk to Anna. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you're not crazy. Like this is a real thing. Mm. Then Anna calls back to say that it's over between them, between her and Mark. She means she's like, I've, th- I've thought about it. And like, this needs to end. Like we're done. And he asks her, are you, are you cheating on me? She says, yes. He says, has it been for a long time? She says, yes. He says, do you like it? She says, yes. Do you sleep, you sleep with him? Yes. You like it more than me? Yes. <laughs> she oh, just God. confirms everything. He's like in a little rocking chair, rocking back and forth, looking oh. very upset. He says, are you there now? Are you calling me from his place? She says, yes. Oh, God. And he asks for them to meet up man that hurts so bad <laughs> yeah Oof. so they meet at a cafe and the staging in this cafe i feel like is very genius he's sitting at like a corner table and she sits at a table next to him around the corner so they're kind of like shoulder to shoulder facing away from each other and he's furious and he asks is 800 dollars a month enough in child support it's like, I'm like going to leave you and Bob like I won't be in either of your lives ever again. And she's furious that he says that. Like, how could you say that about your son? And like, you're his father. And he's like, I don't want to fuck him up more than he already is. Like, I'm just like not good to be around right now. And I'm going to like make everything worse. And she's obviously getting Pretty really cool angry to be able at this. To, to just say that. Uh, <laughs> right? for, I know it's for the best, actually. I, so just, she, I, I just won't. She gets pissed and this escalates to like a huge blowout. He causes a, a huge scene in this restaurant and starts. She like screams and, and gets up and is running away from him. He's chasing her. He's flinging chairs across the restaurant oh, to the point that the restaurant employees like chefs come out of the back and are like pinning him to the ground. And he's like screaming and crying. Mm. Really upsetting. <laughs> then we see him staying at a hotel And he looks really bad. There's empty alcohol bottles everywhere. And he calls down to reception and they ask what, like what they can do for him. And he goes, he can't speak. He almost looks, it almost looks like that scene in the matrix where Neo's mouth starts Mm -hmm. shutting, starts shutting. He's like, Oh, like trying to talk. That's really creepy. Like he's so fucked up. I think that he Mm. can't speak. And some amount of time passes there. We see a maid coming past the door and he says, how long have I been here? And she says, three weeks, sir. Oh, God. And he sobers up, heads home, and he comes home and finds Bob alone eating jam from the jar, like covered in jam. And Anna's not home. And he says, where's mommy? And 
he says that she's been gone for a long time. Marge was supposed to come watch her, watch him, but she broke her leg. So she just called him and like told him to be brave. And this infuriates Mark. Okay, and well, so, Mark, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> yeah. And so Anna comes home and is very apologetic. She's like, this has never happened before. Like, I'm, al- I'm always on time. And he's like yells at her like this is unacceptable like i can't leave you alone with bob anymore like i'm not leaving i'm staying and like if you want to have if you want to stay like you need to end your relationship with heinrich and she refuses and so he starts packing up her stuff but then she like breaks down really really sobbing and goes almost catatonic like has a full breakdown and he um is like holding her mm. and undresses her and like puts her in bed. Oh god, this is not starting out great. I know, I hate that I've like <laughs> it's already this. so bad. Yeah. And it's just yeah, gonna get so much really worse. Really bleak. Yeah, I think it does a good job recreating the just absolute horrors of of uh ending this kind of relationship yeah just like that time where it's it's like so emotional and mm-hmm. so draining yeah, everything is just so intense it's so intense and you like are trying to break away and then you'll have these moments of falling back into an old pattern of i like i really saw this like little emotional breakdown and then mm. him being all of a sudden like nice to her i was like Oof, i've I've been there. I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh, So they're in bed together and then it cuts to where he wakes up in the middle of the night to the phone ringing. Anna is gone. Uh, He answers the phone and a man's voice, we assume Heinrich says she's with me. She's going to stay with me. You like and don't like try to come get her. What about Uh, Bob? (laughs) <laughs> that's like the what about question the in the background movie? for the whole movie bob is a collateral damage in this film oh jesus which is fucking the Christ. case in divorces yeah, yeah really and so messy i felt divorces. like it was really yeah realistic in the way that bob is like the most innocent victim here and suffering mm. for it ah oh, poor bob but his name's bob and that's pretty funny pretty funny mm-hmm. <laughs> so and he sees in bed Mar- uh uh anna has left a note saying that she's gone he calls marge and says can you give me heinrich's phone number she gives it to him and he ca- he calls heinrich's house and heinrich's mom answers says he's not here right now um bob wakes up in the middle of the night and is crying where's mommy mm. His mommy's not here right now. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) This is horrible. (laughs) God damn it. Next day, he's dropping Bob off at school and the teacher at school, Bob's probably like six or something, five or six. What would you guys say from that trailer? We only saw him in the bath for one second. So no real smaller than eight, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, maybe six. Yeah. So. The teacher is a spitting image of Anna, but with green eyes and lighter hair. And Mark sees her for the first time. This is like the first time he's ever 
dropped Bob off at school. (laughs) And he says, is this a joke? And he tries to rip her hair. Like (gasps) she thinks it's like a wig and tries to pull her hair off of her head. And she's the actress or is it? Yes. Literally. It is. Okay. Yeah. It's the same actress. And and she's like, what the hell? Like, stop it. What are you doing? And he is super embarrassed. He's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, have you seen my wife? And she's like, of course, I see her every day when she drops off your son. And she's like, you look just like her. And the teacher kind of laughs and is like, yeah, we do look kind of alike. Like, don't, don't worry about it. (laughs) And stop pulling my hair. (laughs) Yeah. And goes inside with the kids. Uh, now Mark goes to Heinrich's house. He's gotten the address, I guess, somehow. I can't remember. And Anna isn't there. And he says, says to Heinrich, you know, like you called me last night and I know she came here. And Heinrich seems genuinely like doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, I just got back from Hamburg this morning. Mark doesn't believe him. And eventually they get into a fight. Mark lunges at Heinrich, but Heinrich like easily dodges his punch and very quickly gets the upper hand and like punches Mark in the face. Mark gets a crazy bloody nose. He he like, kicks him and Mark mm. keeps trying to fight back, but is just no match for Heinrich in a very embarrassing, humiliating way for him. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is not going to be good. Mm-mm. And Heinrich it is... His vibe is very interesting because he's not like he doesn't hate Mark. He's basically saying, like, I'm doing this, like, stop fighting me and I'm going to stop fighting you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make me do this. And like, you've got to let Anna make her own decisions. Like, I'm not in control of Anna and neither are you. And Mark just can't hear any of this and is just furious and mad and leaves humiliated and angry. And he comes home and Anna and Bob are playing in the kitchen with some toys. And he's asking, where were you? She says she was at Marge's. He says, no, you weren't. I talked to Marge. She's like, I was at Heinrich's. He's like, no, you weren't. I went to Heinrich's. And she's, yeah, basically lying about where she is. And we don't know where she was. She's like, I was with friends. And he's like, well, what friends? Like, where were you? And he gets really pissed and she's screaming. She starts screaming at him so loud that I actually had to turn subtitles on at this point because I couldn't understand because of how loud they're screaming. And they like continue to scream pretty loud for the whole rest of the movie. Oh, my God. And Bob's, mind you, in the house with them. (gasps) Bob, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. So she's basically screaming, like, leave me alone. Uh, like, I don't need to tell you where I am. And she tells him, you, you disgust me. I can't stand looking at you. I can't stand you touching me. He's like grabbing her, shaking her. And he she says, like, I know you think I'm a whore. And she starts being like, being like, and maybe you're right. Maybe I'm sleeping with every man in town. And maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm a big whore. And oh like, because I'd rather have sex with anybody than you. Oh, my God. And he she's he like says fuck you or something to her and she slaps him and then he looks very shocked and she looks at him and like smiles after slapping him Mm. and then she runs for the door 
and he runs in front of her, blocks the door so she can't leave, and he slaps the shit out of her. Her lip is like pouring blood and very upsetting, and he's crying, and he says, this is for the lies, and she looks at him and says, then you'll have to add much more. Okay. Okay. And he kind of falls to his knees in defeat and sadness, and she grabs her stuff and leaves. And then as she leaves, he like gets a little boost of energy again and follows her out, chases her into the street as her mouth is like still pouring blood. And he's yelling after her and she gets this look and the music changes. We get a little like like, kind of crazy music and her eyes go really wide as if she is possessed by something or something has taken over and she starts walking with like her arms outstretched behind her. And she walks in front of a truck that's carrying um, other cars, like one of those little Mm -hmm. like kind of a tow truck type thing with other cars Stacked on it, she steps in front of it and it swerves to avoid her and then tips over and the cars fall off of it and causes an accident. And she just continues walking, like looking a little crazed as he's yelling after her. And then we cut to Marge coming over to help Mark with Bob. And Marge is in her cast because she broke her leg earlier. And mm. she arrives and we find out that her and Mark seem like they've been hooking up. Like they're oh, very I was say, like Marge is giving him way too much information. Yeah. So if your husband called me and was like, like, what what's up with them? I'd be like, I don't know, bitch. Go talk. I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. Also, we don't know what the start of all this is we don't know what he did clearly he did something she knows about she's like pissed at him for a reason yeah i don't know maybe not she's just we'll never find out really yeah they kind of have talks of like i think people just drift apart but then yeah i mean now we found out that they've both been cheating on each other Mm. and so i think it is i think it's just a mounting thing that it's just been building for a long time that they need to break up (laughs) and it's all coming to a head at once. And so Marge comes over, is very, very flirty with Mark. With her broken leg. <laughs> with her Sorry. broken leg. She's so <laughs> funny. She's yeah, like hobbling around trying to like be sexy. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny. And so she's watching Bob while he goes to hire a private investigator to follow Anna because he mm. wants oh to know God. where she's going, if she's not at Marge's, if she's not at Heinrich's. Where is she all day? She's with the devil. Yeah, so he hires the private investigator. We see the next day. I think he sleeps with Marge that night. I think we do see her spending the night again, Bob at home with them and her like sleeping in bed with Mark. (sighs) And so, but then she leaves in the morning. Next day, Anna comes home later that day. And this is where we get our uh, meat grinder scene. Mm. And she's, again, like, she comes home, Mark's immediately pissed at her, screaming at her, where have you been? What have you been doing? Like, you need to tell me what's going on. And she's screaming back at him. And and the backdrop to all of this is first her getting out an electric knife and, like, chopping up 
this beef and then turning on the meat grinder and shoving meat into this grinder as they're just screaming at each other. It's so tense, but nothing ever gets in the meat grinder that's not supposed to, thank God. Okay. Okay. But it's just really genius, like... It's so stressful. Backdrop because it's so stressful. And something does bad does happen with the electric knife, which is that this argument culminates in her seeming to like reach a breaking point and she grabs the electric knife and she holds it to her neck like she's cutting her own neck with it. Mark immediately grabs it, pulls it away, unplugs it, throws it down and is like yelling at her. What are you doing? He says, think about Bob. There's Bob. Remember, like, what are you doing? Are you insane? He grabs her and takes her into the bathroom and starts putting like rubbing alcohol on her neck. And <gasps> how badly did she get her neck? Um, I mean, this is why she has the bandage, terribly, right? But enough that it's, you know, it's bleeding yeah, a lot, yeah. but. I think probably only like a not a hospital a situation. No, okay. not needing stitches. But uh, so, yes, he bandages up her neck, wraps gauze all around her neck. So she she looks like she's wearing a little turtleneck and he leaves her in the in the bathroom. She's crying and and looking very. Uh, I don't know. Distressed. Everyone's distressed. Yeah. This is a distressing situation. And Mark goes back into the kitchen to clean up all the ground meat everywhere. And he looks at the electric knife and he turns it back on. Mm. And he just starts slowly cutting his own arm with it. He does like three different cuts. Same sort of like not deep, just surface cuts. But he just starts emotionlessly like cutting his own arm okay (laughs) great cut to the next day the pi is following anna as she leaves home this pi has absolutely zero chill he's basically running (laughs) right behind her and she's very much seeing him and is terrified by him because it's a man man essentially chasing her oh my god and they get onto a train and i think as a as a way to try to protect herself from the man following her she goes and sits it's a basically empty train except for one other man and she sits directly next to this man and i'm like no 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 oh it's all bad it's all bad the man next to her is uh like a homeless guy and he reaches into her grocery bags and takes a banana out and eats the banana. And they do just sit next to each other while he eats the banana. And she's non-responsive. And at, she gets to the stop, her stop and books it to her house. Again, the P.I. literally chasing her. She's trying to escape from him. And as she goes into her apartment, he runs up the stairs past her. And she like breathes this sigh of relief. Like he acts like he's just been running to his apartment that happens yeah. to be exactly where hers is, but just a few floors above. Very cool. And okay. she looks confused, but like, okay, thank God she's in her house now, locks the door. Uh, but then shortly after he he calls, I think he calls Mark and is like, I found her place. She's rented an apartment somewhere that um you don't know about. And uh Mark, I think, says, well, can you like go in and see 
what it's like. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll do that. And so he goes and knocks on the door, which, yeah, it's like, why? Just, you know, where it is. Great. Now, you know, she has an apartment. Watch her. Wait till she leaves. And then I guess break in or something. really aggressive private investigating. Uh, I feel like usually you think of it as... public investigating. (laughs) Usually you think of it as a... Yeah, I'm a PI. I'm a public investigator. I'm I'm a public investigator. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, you got it right. Everyone knows. I'm not trying to hide anything. Everyone knows what I'm doing. Everyone knows. Very publicly. Yeah. Huge, huge investigator. (laughs) And so he bangs on her door and she... Doesn't open it for a while. I can't remember what makes her eventually open it. I think he's lying, saying saying something like police or like I'm like here to uh, like an emergency response team of some sort. There's been a gas leak. I need to check your windows. So she reluctantly lets him in. She looks very scared. And so he comes in to check the windows and she's looking really anxious. Like, okay, like uh, those are all the windows. Like, I swear they're all okay. I know that they're all good. I've like just bought this place and I've checked the windows myself. And he's like, I'm sorry, miss. Like I'll need to check them. And like, uh, he's checked almost all the rooms except for one. And it seems like she really doesn't want him to go into this room. And she's like, there's no windows in that room. There's no windows. He's like, ma'am, I'm sorry. It's protocol. I have to check all the rooms. And he opens the door (laughs) And the room is basically covered in blood, and in the corner is a, like, bloody tentacle monster. <laughs> what? Were you guys expecting this? Wait, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> Wait, what? Is this a supernatural film? Yeah, I mean, it's called Possession. Okay, but yeah, Possession's real. That does happen, though. The devel- de- devil possessing people doesn't count as supernatural. <laughs> That's just life. <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of like a squid. It's a. It's somewhat human sized uh maybe a little bit bigger has a squid head where basically has one eye on each side long tentacles all freaking covered in blood and goo really squelchy noises not expecting this happening oh no and he is obviously very shocked by this scene and she sneaks up behind him and Bashes him over the head with a bottle. Bottle breaks, and she uses it to stab him over and over. Kills him. Okay, that's what you get. <laughs> that's exactly what you get. If you, you need to be better to... at your job, you absolutely need to be better at your job. Yeah, that's on him. I feel like private investigators need to take their time for good reason. You don't just immediately bust into a place, follow somebody really obviously, act like you live there, and then be like, "Actually, I'm the I'm the gas leak inspector. Let me inside." Let me inside. I've shook all the rooms. Oh my god! Cut away from that. Now we are back at Mark and Anna's place. Mark is there, and the teacher from school comes over and asks to. She says she has to talk about Bob. Uh, Mark is giving Bob a bath. We found out this teacher's name is Helen, and he's like clearly got a crush on her immediately, and. Uh, she, he welcomes her in. He's like, I'm giving Bob a bath. And then Heinrich shows up very drunk and he asks Helen to go take care of Bob in the bath, which I felt like was a pretty forward thing to ask your son's teacher to do. Like, just go like, get him out of the bath, please. I don't know. Maybe it's fine, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's fine. Uh, but so Helen immediately starts like tending to Bob. Bob clearly really likes her as well. And so Helen's 
um, getting Bob out of the bath as Mark goes outside to talk to Heinrich. Heinrich's stumbling around, wasted, clearly also upset over Anna because she's not with him a lot of the time anymore either. And Mm. so he's feeling rejected by her as well and is now yelling at Mark. And Mark is loving this turn of the dynamic and is looking now like he's got the upper hand and he's like, I used to be afraid of you, but I'm not afraid of you anymore. And Mark, I mean, Heinrich says, there's nothing to fear except God. (laughs) Oh, whatever that means to you. They're all German. Not all of them. Uh, But Heinrich is, if you (laughs) couldn't guess by the name Heinrich. I guessed. I had a guess. (laughs) And... Mark says, for me, God is a disease. And Heinrich says, that's why through disease we can reach him. And there's a lot of dialogue like this. And I just wrote it down just to like let you guys know what I was trying to parse through. Like pretty much uh-huh. all of the dialogue is like that. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, I, okay. I don't understand what anyone's saying all basically any of the time. Like it just is like poetry in a way. Mm-hmm. Vague, and, nonspecific. Mm-hmm. That's just given okay. an atmosphere. Yeah. Okay. More atmosphere than actual useful Conveyed plot. information, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Heinrich leaves and Mark goes back in with Helen and Bob. And there, Helen's got these, I mean, it's it's the same actress wearing these really intense green contact lenses. So, I mean, her eyes are just like this very unnatural green. Hmm. And she's seeming like an idealized version of Anna where she's Mm -hmm. comes in and starts cleaning the house and she's like doing the dishes and taking care of the kid. And it's just like she's really being really nice to him. She's wearing all white, of course. Mm. And he's confiding in her a bit. And again, this dialogue, I wrote it down again. He says how he's in a war against women. (laughs) <laughs> because they're, I can't remember what he says, but he's basically saying, like, I'm fed up with women type of thing. And she says, there's nothing common among women except menstruation. I come from a place where evil is easier to pinpoint because you can see it in the flesh. It becomes people, so you know exactly the danger of being deformed by it. But that doesn't mean I envy your world. I find pathetic these stories of women co- contaminating the universe because you never feel free. So sad that freedom to you means evil, which like I understand that, but it's also like nobody talks like that ever. (laughs) I don't don't understand that. What is she trying to say? Does she know about the monster? Um, No, I don't think so. But maybe. But yes, there's those two sentences in there. I come from a place where evil is easier to be. I don't I don't know what that means. Don't know what (laughs) What the hell does that mean? Where does she come from? That makes you think that she she understands like that. What does she say? Conflicts or evil is easier to pinpoint because you see it on the. You can see it in the flesh. In the flesh. So I'm like, is she describing the monster? No, I don't know. I feel Maybe. like she's. She's. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. She's speaking in riddles. Yeah. She's speaking in riddles for sure. They're all speaking in riddles. Okay. So this some um, I was I couldn't tell if she's pissed at him or flirting with him that was the other thing that's hard to know i'm not sure really what's happening here but they end up hooking up she spends the night again and mark seems to feel 
guiltier about this one for some reason. And so the next day when he's dropping Bob off at school, he barely makes eye contact with her. He's being very cold to her. And after he drops Bob off, the another PI that he spoke to finds him on the street and basically says, uh, the first PI never came home, I know, because he's my boyfriend and we live together. And so he's like very distressed that this other guy has gone missing. And Mark kind of waves him off like, I don't know what he did. Maybe he like went out and got drunk somewhere. Like, how am I supposed to know where he is? You're the PI. And he's like, all right, fair enough. And goes and <laughs> touche. <laughs> and like goes to I think maybe he gives him the address of the house because he didn't have that. So he's like, here's the address that the PI went to that my wife bought this house or apartment. So he goes there, finds her mopping the floors. And she's being very strange and unblinking and creepy. He tells her she's scaring him because she's not really seems like she's not really there and she points to her room and says he's in there and he walks into this room and the bloody tentacle monster is now sprawled out on the bed like spread eagle and there's all this white and red discharge like ew (laughs) coming out of it yeah and as because I had subtitles on, it's it said organs squelching. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! So is it eating him? No, it's just laying there. And uh, Anna walks up and says, "He's very tired. He made love to me all night." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and we hear that music no, again. There's no body. There's no PI body. We turn anywhere. and see that the PI body mm. is in like a corner. PI that, body. PI body. <laughs> Where's the PI body? <laughs> <laughs> He's dead in a corner, and uh, his partner sees him and is crying. And the same spell comes over Anna. We hear the music again. Her eyes going wide. Something takes over her, and she kills the second PI. And we cut back to Mark at home watching home videos. And for some reason, there's a home video of Anna teaching a ballet class, looking straight into camera as she is so awful to one of the ballerinas and is like holding her leg up. And she's like, higher, higher. And like pushing the leg like past, obviously, this girl's point of comfort and the girl is like which ah, 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 is like oh. a 12 year old girl and she's like ah, 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 and like sweating and trying to like hold it up and she's like starting to cry and the girl's like she and Anna's going higher 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 stop whining stop crying and she's like looking into camera and again this is a home video and I'm like well, who was filming, like, this? Who was filming this yeah is happening Mark was like I remember this day what a fun day <laughs> oh yes Um, eventually the ballerina, the girl ballerina pulls away and runs out of the class crying. And she like tells all the rest of the students, she's too weak. You guys don't be little pussies like her. (laughs) It's a really upsetting scene. And then it cuts to another home video of her talking again, straight into camera, just the two, just, just her. And looks like she's been crying. And she says that she has two sisters inside of her faith and chance. And she's speaking kind of gibberish E like she's having a full 
breakdown and she says, I can't exist by myself because I'm afraid of myself. I'm the maker of my own evil. She's not German. I know that sounded German. She's French. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that line, even though it's also like, I don't know what's happening. So did yeah. she have a miscarriage? It sounds like she had like twins and had a miscarriage. Possibly. And yes. That's maybe. what's going on. I love that. I love this new piece of information or new theory because I think that that fits. Okay, because um, I just didn't that was the first that. thing I that was the first thing I thought of when it's like the creepy tentacle creature. I know she yes. says they made love all night, so that's a little weird. But I feel like it made her just go crazy. She had a miscarriage and made her go crazy. Yes, I mean that I think is true, and we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so she comes home later that night, and she's rubbing her hands together really aggressively. Like she looks like she's just yeah in the midst of a. Um, like Break. mental health crisis, and she, uh, Mark is saying, "Are you okay? What's wrong? Where have you been?" She starts grabbing laundry and putting it in the fridge. She's like, "I've got to do the laundry. I'm doing the laundry. I need to do the laundry." He's like, "You can do it later. It doesn't. It, you don't need to do that right now. Like, come, like, sit with me. Like, let's be calm. Take a like a deep breath." So they go and they sit on the couch, and she starts like screaming and crying, and she says, "I've messed everything up. I'm a cheat. I'm a liar." I feel nothing for no one. She says it's as if the two sisters were too exhausted to fight anymore, locked with their hands around each other's throats, both staring at me. She's just like screaming these things that are really, um, it's very hard to follow what's happening. And we see a flashback of her at a subway station and she's walking down the vestibule thing. And as she's walking, starts mm, kind of convulsing, having a having a, a another breakdown. She starts screaming. She's flinging herself against the walls, falling on the ground, kind of tossing and turning around. Looks like she's in pain, and and uh, she. This is the scene that I think it's like one of the most intense places I feel like an actor's probably ever gone to it looks so and they filmed this scene just twice which even feels like a lot (laughs) it's so she's just throwing herself everywhere she's throwing herself and she's screaming so hard you know that like thing when you're screaming and your eyes start changing like they start getting pale like the blood is draining from your face almost oh my god like it's physical things are happening to her body that are not like they're not faked like she's actually just screaming to the point that it's almost making like blood vessels in her eyes burst and we've all been there (laughs) and she drops to her knees and fluid starts coming out of like all of her orifices there's first coming out of her ears like all this blood coming out and like white is coming out of her mouth and then the white and red discharge is coming out from between her legs as well yeah Yep. Yeah. So that's what this is about. And we come back to the the couch where she is apparently relayed this story to Mark. And she says, what I miscarried there was Sister Faith and what is left is Sister Chance. So I had to take care of my faith to protect it. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right. And it's like not... Certainly not straightforward and said explicitly, but I think it's a good 
interpretation that she's mm. had a miscarriage, possibly twins with Bob. Well, I wonder if it was a mis. It sounds like what she just said was it was a miscarriage and then she got an abortion for the other one. Well, mm. and I think it's intentionally because it's making it also basically like part of the tentacle monster thing. Like there's a part of it that is she's not telling us the real thing. We're hearing the supernatural mm. part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say for sure. But yes, yeah. something mm. happened that, yeah, I guess was probably one of the big defining moments of their relationship falling apart. So she leaves mm. and uh, Heinrich now we see going to her secret apartment and she's there and that so they they're like hooking up but then again she starts start seeming possessed again and she wide eyes stares into the room with the tentacle monster and he follows her gaze to it and sees tentacle guy there <laughs> he's, like, he's like oh i hadn't noticed <laughs> he's like oh my god what the <laughs> fuck is that and then he loses his sight and he's reaching around the apartment being like, Anna, Anna, where are you? What the fuck is going on? And she's fucking with him, kind of dancing around him so that he can't reach her. And they end up in the kitchen and he gets his sight back as she opens the fridge to show him the dismembered bodies of both of the P.I.s in there. <sighs> and he's terrified and she pulls out a knife and starts he looks like completely in shock so he's frozen and she starts like mini stabbing him she's just taking the tip of the knife and like picking at (gasps) his chest like going then she stabs him for real kind of in his shoulder area and he runs out he eventually does leave and she goes back into the room with the tentacle monster starts getting undressed oh my god (laughs) we cut away but the implication we understand uh Heinrich goes to a, a nearby bar, calls Mark, and is basically saying she's stabbed me. And Mark looks absolutely delighted by this news. He's <laughs> like, he's like, Oh my god, where are you? This is so He's like another point for me. <laughs> he's like a, well, she never a... stabbed me, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he comes after he tells Heinrich, stay there, I'll meet you there. And he see bob is in the apartment he's spinning bob around he's like mommy called mommy called and marge is there and it's like clearly very rude to her and he like gives bob to her and he's like all right bye bitch like i'm going to my wife see my wife and marge falls over because her leg is broken it cuts away from her after she's fallen and it really made me laugh even though it's her like just being knocked over in her own little form of heartbreak Uh, so he goes to the apartment, he sees the dismembered bodies, Anna and Heinrich, neither of them are there, and the tentacle monster is not there. Mm -hmm. And a spell seems to come over him as well, and the camera's spinning around him, and he's kind of grabbing at his throat as if he can't breathe. There's obviously a presence in this place, or sometimes the presence is maybe just with Anna, but... Uh, he's like, seems like he's gasping for air and he eventually opens one of the windows and goes out to a little balcony and he's, uh, smiling. He looks very pleased. And then he goes back inside and he starts making a little rig to light the whole place on fire to, I 
assume, get rid of evidence of his wife's crimes. Uh, but he doesn't light it on fire yet, but um, he sets it up to do later. Then he goes down to the bar, finds Heinrich, and Heinrich is basically saying, like, she's killed people. And he's asking, like, well, why didn't you go to the police? Why did you call me? Mark is, like, thrilled about this dynamic now where Heinrich is freaking out. And he's using this moment to kind of taunt him and be a dick to him. And he, Heinrich is, they're they're in the bathroom. Heinrich is at the sink, like, tending to his wounds and panicking. And Mark's looking, like, real smug. And he gets a little light bulb moment idea. And he goes into the bathroom. And he takes his, takes a shoe and shoves it into the toilet. So it, like, clogs the toilet. And he flushes it so it starts overflowing. And then he takes a feather from somewhere. I can't remember where he got a feather. And tickles (laughs) the back of his throat. So that he starts gagging and he's like, Heinrich, Heinrich, come help me. And Heinrich comes and opens the stall door and Mark grabs the lid of the toilet bowl and knocks Mark over the head. I mean, knocks Heinrich over the head, knocks him out unconscious and then positions him with his head fully submerged in the toilet water. Oh my God. And so you drown him and climbs out of the stall. So it's locked from the inside and leaves him there. Yeah. And then leaves. Oh. And then he goes and blows up the apartment. <laughs> Holy shit. So Heinrich's dead. And oh my God, that was an intricate idea. He just had yeah, out of the blue. I know. I was he's like, like, you know what I'll do? <laughs> he's like, I need a shoe. I need a feather. and he goes back to his home and as he's getting into the elevator to go up to the floor that their apartment's on it opens with marge in it with her throat slit and she falls out of the elevator he catches her brings her back in carries her back up to their apartment into the bathroom she's died um she's for sure dead And he is completely covered in her blood and he walks into the bedroom, finds Anna in there, who's just like standing there looking at him. And he reaches out to her drenched in blood and she comes to him and comforts him. She's like stroking his face like, it's okay, it's okay." And they have sex. What? Where the fuck is Bob? Bob is there, baby. Bob is always there. And they just oh don't give God. a shit. I, I, I hate this movie. I don't know. I'm sort of feeling like I don't I don't personally feel like we've gotten to the thing that makes this movie banned. Be banned. Yeah. I don't know. And am I correct about that? Uh, I think there's probably yeah, one more big thing coming up. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, so, or yeah, maybe two things. So he says he'll deal with Marge's body and that she should go wait at Marge's house for some reason. Don't really know why. Feels like a suspicious place to wait that (laughs) out. (laughs) Uh, and so she leaves and he puts Marge's body in the trunk of their car and Heinrich's mom calls and he answers and she asks if he's heard from Heinrich. She hasn't seen him. And 
he like yells at her. Don't you think he's probably having sex with my wife? And oh my God. And the mom says, they should come here. I've put clean sheets on for them. Which, was, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. And as he's having this conversation, he's just turning the light in his house off and on. And so it's just like between darkness and light as he's like yelling at the mom about <laughs> her son having sex with his wife. Just an, a very interesting, not normal behaviors throughout this movie that make it yeah. feel very weird and uncomfortable. So now Mark takes Bob to Helen's house and Helen has a beautiful house and is, of course, open arms, welcoming Bob in. It's like, of course, you do what you need to do. I will take care of Bob. He's like, thank you so much. Like, you're so great. And he goes to this abandoned building. And I kind of don't remember why. But Anna is there. Maybe it was this was the meeting point because this isn't Marge's house. So, but he's at the bottom floor of this building and we can hear Anna moaning sexually, sexual moans, uh, on a floor above. And so he's looking for her as the moans are getting louder, really intense moaning. And he eventually finds her and she is having sex with a tentacle creature. And oh God. it's like very explicit. <laughs> We're really, oh my God. really seeing it. It's... Looking more like a man now. So I'd, I would describe it as like a man torso. You see its spine. The creature's on top and is on bottom. And so you see it's like very bony protruding spine, which comes down into like a tentacle, which is the oh pen penetrating tentacle. So that's going in, in and out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the tentacles are wrapped around her arms and legs. She is moaning in pleasure. Uh, Mark looks. Uh, he's looks, shocked. He looks hypnotized <laughs> by it. Actually, he kind of can't into it. Can't look away. Mm hmm. Great. And she looks up at him. They make eye contact, and she just says, "Almost, almost, almost, almost." Really intense scene. <laughs> uh, uh. And. He leaves and goes to Heinrich's, confirms to Heinrich's mom that Heinrich is dead, that they found a body at the bar. He must have gotten too drunk or something and died. And she's, I noticed, taking her pills with a martini at this time. And I was like, she just take her pills with a martini? And she's, they have like a long kind of philosophical-ish conversation that I didn't write any of it down, but she basically okay. ends it with, um, you don't need to worry about me losing it. Basically losing a child is the end of the road for me. And she lays down and we realize that she has overdosed with the pills and the martini and she just lays down and dies. Right. The suicide. You said it wasn't going to be who we expected. Mm-mm. Okay. I have a feeling this isn't going to be like a happy ending, no. is it? No. Uh, things are really not. There's really going to be, there's no turning, there's no turning back. No. Were you expecting a happy ending, Henley? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking all of them are dying and now we're just going to find out how each one dies and that's yeah. just what we're in for. 
So the next day, I think we see Mark on the bridge with like the Berlin wall in the, in the background. Uh, They live like right near the wall. So that's sprinkled in throughout. I know I haven't been saying it, but we're getting a lot of like looks at that throughout. And he sees in the water below the bridge that there's a dead dog floating in the water. No. And there's he's had mentions of dead dogs before. And it was again, I'm sorry. Another thing I just didn't really understand. It's okay. (laughs) And uh, one one of his employers pops up behind him and is basically telling him they have another job for him. He's saying how he doesn't he doesn't want to do it. And all of the dialogue here, again, is so interesting. And this 80s synth music comes in and their dialogue is so poetic that it almost feels like it's about to turn into a musical. Like it's almost like the things that they're saying are rhyming and this music change is very different from anything else that has happened in the movie. And I was like, are we about to have a fucking musical? Uh, it doesn't go full musical, but it is just this very bizarre scene where it is, it's sing-songy. Like the, the uh-huh. flow of the dialogue is um, unnatural in uh, rhythm. And he says something like, I saw my dog die when I was a boy and I, he crawled under the house to die, which reminded me of how we talked about how cats curl up. Yeah. And so he's like, he crawled under the house to die and I crawled under there with him and laid with him. And the employer guy's like, so what? (laughs) It's just very bizarre. And he turns to him and he says, I met a man who loved everything and he died in a flood of shit. I think he means Heinrich. Yeah, he definitely does. And I wrote, I have no idea what's happening (laughs) in this scene. I don't know what's going on, but he's regretting murdering Heinrich a little bit. And I think it's, I think his job is also something where he may, he's, I think a spy. He's like some sort of intelligence officer, which is... Okay, I feel like that's the only kind of job where you meet your employer on a bridge. Yeah. Mm -hmm, For sure, he's a spy. That's the only people who have meetings on bridges And maybe where you would have to kill a dog at some point. Like, maybe this dog is representative of something that, again, I didn't get. I'm sorry. (laughs) sorry. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so... He he rejects his employer's offer and runs off and he goes to Marge's house and it's surrounded by police and he hails a cab that's nearby and he forces the cab driver. (laughs) He says, I think he holds a gun to his head and says, crash into that police car at full speed. And the cab driver's like, you got it, man, (laughs) (laughs) and drives full speed into the police car. And so all the cops now turn their attention to uh, Mark, who jumps out of the cab and they're all shooting at him. And he's yelling out, Anna, Anna, like now, like get out of the house. And Anna gets into their car, reverses out of the driveway, crashes into the cop car. Marge's body flies out of the trunk. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then each of the cars, cop cars explode one by one in like a very funny way because nothing hit most of them like it's just like a chain reaction of explosions that i don't think is physically possible but it was very funny uh and then there's like a shootout that happens and mark gets shot a couple times in the back that look like pretty serious 
places to be shot. It doesn't mm. doesn't look like surface wounds. And he gets on a motorcycle and drives off. And so Anna is driving off in the car. He's driving off in the motorcycle. And there's some really cool shots of him basically just driving full speed on this motorcycle, screaming that look great, but also like seem dangerous to film. Like, I think he's just doing that. And, and then he crashes and flies off of it. And I mean, it just looks, looks good. It's very stressful. And so he, he falls off the motorcycle and he's very injured, shot and now scraped up. And he runs into this closest building. He's still being pursued by the police. He's kind of bleeding out. He's running up this spiral staircase in this building to get away from them. And but he halfway up collapses. He's, he's dying. And we hear footsteps coming up after him on the stairs. And it's Anna. And she's looking like she's smiling. And she says, I wanted to show it. I wanted to show it to you. It's finished now. And she points to and like pulls up next to her uh, someone who looks exactly like Mark, except now with green eyes. It's very scary. It's Sam Neill with very scary contacts in and he's just smiling and they're both have these big smiles on their faces and tentacle creature. Yeah. And Mark looks so upset and he has still has a gun and he's about to shoot the doppelganger. And then the cops arrive below and all start shooting up at him. And they shoot Anna and Mark a bunch of times. Doppelganger doesn't get hit at all. He's just smiling, unblinking, looking completely unfazed by everything. He's also lit in this like very bright manner. It makes him look alienish. And so now Anna... And Mark are collapsed on the stairs, bleeding out. And they start to kiss. They're, they're like have blood all over their face and they're they're having a little little bloody kiss. And she takes the gun out of his hand and points it. She holds it behind her back and points it at herself and shoots herself in the spine. <laughs> what the fuck? And she dies. And she dies on like on top of him and the doppelganger walks up the stairs past them and says something to Mark. I think he says it's so difficult to live with it, isn't it, brother? Another kind of riddle speak type thing and passes by him. And there is a um, woman outside of her apartment on the floor above who is immediately very hypnotized by this doppelganger. So I think this is like, he's got that aura about him where it's almost like vampires, you know, and they could glamour you type of thing. He's, uh-huh. she's under his spell and she, he gives her the gun and asks her to shoot Mark. She does. Now Mark is dead and he makes her give him a little boost to get up, to climb out of a window in the, in the ceiling or something. And she's like, they're both just have big smiles on their faces as she's like helping him escape. He escapes and we cut to Helen's house, uh, Bob eating some Mm -hmm. cereal or something and the doorbell rings. And Bob immediately says, don't open the door. And Helen laughs is like, of course, I'm going to open the door, silly. Like, I want to see who it is. And pans around the corner. We see the outline. It's clearly the Mark doppelganger. 
and Bob is yelling, don't open the door, don't open the door, don't open the door, don't open the door. And she's laughing and walking towards the door about to open it. And then we hear like bombs start dropping and it all of a sudden sounds like World War Three is happening outside. There's just explosions, flashes of light. We hear like buildings collapsing and Bob run, runs up the stairs. He's still screaming, don't open the door, don't open the door, don't open the door. And he flings himself face down into the bathtub <gasps> and Bob kills himself, too. <laughs> what? That's the one I meant is not who you're going to was the one I was waiting. I was like, when you said you said I was like, this kid's going to kill himself. What? How did That's you know gonna that? That's going to be the thing. I was like, what could be so bad <laughs> I was the that 80s, this film though. would get... Well, it was the combo of Sammy saying, it's not who you think, and then the it's going to be so bad that it gets banned. I was like, a child is going to commit suicide. I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. I think it must be also part of like the spell of the doppelganger. Like, I think that's probably something to do with it. This like evil energy being nearby. And we go back downstairs and we see Helen hasn't let the doppelganger in yet, but is just listening to the sounds of the like world falling apart outside. And the camera just like slowly pushes in on her unblinking crazy green eyes as she's kind of smiling. And that's the end of the movie. (laughs) What the fuck? So she's, she's one too though, isn't she? Yeah. She's, she's gotta be uh, the other twin. I think so. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess oh. it's about like the old way dying and the new way coming in, and the new way is like evil. <laughs> I think there's a lot of interpretations. I think it's something oh, that is meant my. to like keep you thinking about it for a long time afterwards. Yeah, I thought about huh. it. As, I hated it as like replacing your ex with just like a better version of them, but it's like I don't know. Uh. There was something I read that was like seeing an idealized version of your ex and someone new, like projecting your ex onto new people type of thing. But yeah, I mean, uh, oh, can can read it a few ways, I'm sure. Oh, oh. my fucking God. That was so depressing. <laughs> that was I'm wild. so deeply depressed. I, I'm okay. <laughs> Emily's okay. I, yeah, I'm I actually okay. really liked it. I feel like I didn't love it as much as like some people love this movie and I can see why. I mean, I think it's, it's really, it's a fearless film. It really goes places that I respect mm-hmm. taking, taking mm-hmm. those chances. But yeah, I think it maybe nice. I think it might also be something that I would like more with repeated watches. It's like certainly something that you could get more out of. Yeah. Were you shocked when you saw the tentacle creature? How would you feel? No, because I read happened? a goddamn description that was like a woman. Oh. That's literally the fucking Google thing is like a woman has a secret relationship with the tentacle creature. And I was like, well, God oh. damn it. Oh, my God. But I would have been very shocked. That's yeah. annoying. I was shocked. From the trailer, it definitely looked like a beautiful, well-made movie. It really is. Which is not always the case with horror movies. No. It's definitely like worth this. watching if you like horror. I think it's a it's a must-watch. I feel like it was really ahead of its time. And mm. the performances are truly incredible. 
My goodness. Um, but for some reason, I and I don't, I'll, I'll be thinking about it for a long time, but for some reason, I was like not super emotionally moved by it in any which way. Yeah. I think because it's, it like starts already kind of unanchored. That makes a big difference. You never see them happy and normal. Yeah. And relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. So there was never any moment where I, it, it actually didn't like make me feel that bad because I was kind of just like, what? <laughs> huh? And you know I like to feel bad, so I that's a that's a right. negative for me. I feel like the yeah. dialogue too, if the dialogue was so lofty and mm-hmm. disconnected from reality, it's hard to feel like they're real people and hard to feel like it's a real thing that's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I really like it and I can appreciate it as art and how cathartic it must have been for this filmmaker who wrote it in the time of his own divorce. And I like yeah. really I love that for him. Like good for him. <laughs> oh, I love that for him. <laughs> Ooh, that wow. was very intense. Wow. I thought it was intense. And then the ending was so intense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot to say that the uh, director, Andre Zulowski, also said that at some point in his life. And I can't remember if his parents also had a bad divorce or something, but the scene where he's alone eating jam, that that actually happened to Andre Zulowski, that he was like left alone and got like crazy with the jam and got covered in jam. And I was like, wow, it's so sad. That's really sad. That's really sad. That's That's really really sad. sad. But you like to see film as a way for people to process their own trauma. I feel like that's... Um, what horror movies are all about, baby? Absolutely. Um, mm. oy vey. Okay, I need a, I need a really good palate cleanser. Maybe it's going to be six episodes of Top Chef right in Ooh. a row. Maybe it's going to be eating some of that Jenny's ice cream that I bought. Yum. I bought Jenny's ice cream on a whim and I have not eaten any of it. Yeah, I haven't been able to. I would not recommend Evil Genius as a palate cleanser. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. But I've also been watching. Sorry, just real quick. I've been watching that show, Shrinking. Did you guys oh, see it? Mm-mm. No. Harrison Ford is a goddamn national treasure, and yeah. I wish he had just been in more things. He's so good. Like recently, he's just obviously doesn't act anymore. He's eighty, but man, he's great. Well, he's gonna be in the new Indiana Jones. I forgot to tell you guys. I watched. Death Becomes Her. I still need to watch Witches of East- <gasps> oh, Eastwick. I've still never seen Death Becomes Her. I want to watch that. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a good palate cleanser. Okay, that's fine. Oh! Witches of fun. Eastwick okay. is also really fun. I think you'll wow. like it, Sammy. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, unlike this movie, which I shall um, strike from memory starting now. Yes. Yeah, it's a tough one. Never happened. Tough one. It's never happened. It's struck. So stricken. Uh, but, oh, Hot Dad. Forgot to call out the Hot Dad. Oh, duh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Another contender in, in the hot dad. Uh, it's almost a no. That pool is getting really large. That's Love true. that pool. Love swimming in that pool. Mm, to take a little dip in that pool. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Sammy, for, for really taking us through a really difficult one to to recap. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I appreciate your efforts, as I'm sure we all do. Yeah. And now we never have to talk about it or think about it ever again. It never happened. So Perfect. whatever. I Who love cares? that for you me. Know? Yep. Never happened. And there are accents in it, but yeah, I guess I'll do the German one again because my French That's one fun. didn't seem very good. From all of us here. <laughs> that was a little practice. 
<laughs> that was just practice. That was just practice. Don't <laughs> count that for real. Uh, from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't oh, Watch. Yeah. Goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. I, feel like I, sound like, I always sound like Dracula. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Ad, auf Wiedersehen. Now, what was that? <laughs> Uh, that That's was all practice. Kind of that was all practice, and, and it never happened. Okay, bye. bye, bye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.